Welcome back to the Symphony Podcast. Today I've got Roddy Hansen, one of the co-founders and masterminds behind Shreddable, Shroomy, and the entire Arete Nutrition Company. I'm excited because we're going to talk about a topic. Well, we've talked many times on this to- on this uh, podcast about how the five people you spend the most time with are going to determine uh, your altitude and your elevation in, in terms of not just financial success, but just in fulfillment in life. But we're going to take that, I think, a step further today uh, by talking about some of Roddy's perspectives, the stories that have gotten him to where he's at. And so, uh, Roddy, why don't you give us a little intro on what networking has been in your life, especially as an entrepreneur, and we'll go from there. Yeah, definitely. I mean, for me, um, I would not be anywhere close to where I'm at today um, if it weren't for, you know, understanding how to properly network and leveraging your network and and surrounding yourself with the right people Um, and also cutting certain people off if they're toxic for your growth. Um, And so I'm excited to kind of do a deep dive into this because I would say out of everything, this has been the most important piece to me just moving ahead in life and being happy and fulfilled and, and, you know, getting closer and closer to those huge goals that we've set for ourselves. Um, so yeah, um, I would like to start with kind of like what you said. I mean, I truly do believe that the five people that you spend the most time with are going to determine a lot of your success. I mean, it's like the law of averages. Jim Rohn has always, I think Jim Rohn was the one that came up with that quote. And um, I think that's really important, especially for entrepreneurs that are just getting started, um, because a lot of times, you know, most like 95% of the people out there, they're not surrounded by wealthy people growing up or people that have, you know, built business for themselves. Um, You know, like me, I grew up in an area called Kent, Washington, which is not exactly the nicest area. It's very working class, um, a little bit ghetto. Uh, and you know, so growing up, I didn't really have any good connections to, to really do anything in business or anything big in life in general. Um, and so I had to learn how to expand my network and do it organically. And it it definitely took a lot of time, but once you build out that network and things are in place, uh, when the right opportunity comes, you have the right people to build things with. And that's actually how me and Kyle got involved with each other anyways. And so I think one thing that a lot of people you should ask yourselves is, does your network serve you or is it depleting you? You know, because a lot of people when they're trying to start something new or they want to move ahead in life, they the first thing you do oftentimes is you have an idea and then you go start telling people, you know, you go start telling your friends and family, whatever. And oftentimes they're going to just put you down right away because people see things from their own perspective. And so if you're trying to do something outside of what they think they're capable of, they're going to try and bring you down. And so I think it's very important to surround yourself with positive people, people that are going to help support what you're trying to do, whether it seems, you know, doable or not. Um, I think having the right support system can definitely make a massive difference in striving forward in life. Fantastic, man. I think you nailed it with how other people project their insecurities, their fears onto you. And it might even be super subtle. Like it might not be actively like, Oh, don't try that. That's a stupid idea. It might just be like, Oh yeah. Okay. Like good luck with that. You know, instead of like someone who's where at least in the, in the last year, uh, collaborating with you, man, it's the optimism is, 
is contagious. I'll say that. So how, I guess, to, to kind of talk a little bit more tactically about how you went about going from, you know, Kent, where there's not a lot of entrepreneurship, business, finance, to uh, like getting your foot in the door in different places, moving to L.A. Like talk me through some of the process there and also some of the the hiccups that you had to overcome, uh, whether it's mentally or just um, being in the right place, the right time, things like that. Yeah, definitely. So um, coming out of high school, um, I actually got into one of those little network marketing companies and, you know, obviously it didn't work out because those things usually don't for people. But the one thing that I did take away from that is, is understanding how to grow your network and putting yourself in a position to meet people that you maybe wouldn't meet in your day-to-day life. So I think one of the most important things to growing an organic network of people is do things that you enjoy doing because when you're doing something that you enjoy and that you love, you're actually vibrating at a much higher frequency than when you're doing something that you don't like. And you never know who you're going to meet while you're doing that thing. So, you know, you can go to these different conferences and networking events or whatever, but to me, those things can be a little bit forced and the oftentimes the connection is not as genuine. So I think one of the most important things is do something that you love doing and that will organically meet you with people that you should be working with. So a great example of that is my favorite thing I ever did growing up and still one of my favorite activities is playing basketball. And you may not think of basketball as something that's going to you know, make you successful or whatever, but I'm talking to you right now because we met when we were kids playing basketball. My business partner, who I've built all my companies with, we were on the same basketball team growing up as kids. And I'll take it even further that right now, two of my strongest business connections um, that I would have never been able to meet these people came from me playing pickup basketball. And so I'm going to explain a uh, more of a tactical um, explanation of how to do this. by uh, it's, it's a word that one of my mentors taught me. It's called taprooting. So if you're listening to this, maybe write that word down, taprooting. So maybe you, and this is a way for you to infinitely expand your network and never run out of people to meet or connections to be made to grow yourself, your business, whatever it is that you're trying to do. So maybe you directly don't know the most successful guy in the room, but chances are someone you know knows someone else that's more successful, right? So it's, it's like taprooting into someone else's network, and this can go layers and layers deep. So a great example of this is the first time that I sold my company Shreddables, we sold it to a publicly traded cannabis company called Indus Holdings. And the way that this happened was pretty crazy. Uh, it's going to be sort of hard to follow, so just try your best here. But basically, one day, myself and my partner, Matt, we went to LA Fitness in Studio City, California, and we were playing some basketball. Matt was wearing some shorts that said model volleyball from an event that we did in Miami. And this guy comes up to us. And the good thing is me and Matt are, you know, we're both really good at basketball. So when we step on the court, we're instantly edified in comparison to other situations. People are, you know, people are going to give you more respect when you're good at something. So this guy comes up to us and starts chatting us up about, hey, what do you guys do? Where are you from? Whatever. And this guy's name was Jason Canella, and he is an actor. He's 
got a huge following, whatever. And we, at the time, we had been building Shredables, which was our protein bar company. Uh, and at the time, it had CBD in it. So it was the very first CBD protein bar. We gave him some bars. He loved them. We started to build a friendship with this guy. Um, you know, it started out, it's, it's been genuine the whole time, but it was, it came from a place of just organically meeting each other, doing something that we both love. So this guy ends up sharing the product with another guy named Lee Duan. Lee Duan is uh, also an actor. Um, he does, he also works heavily into, in the cannabis space. And next thing I know, LeDuan shares the bar with this guy named Brian. And this guy, Brian, was currently living in Puerto Rico. Um, he was building a bunch of companies out there. This guy, Brian, was way too successful for me to ever just meet directly. So I ended up meeting him through three layers of people. Brian was having a lunch meeting with a guy named Rob. Rob Weekly was the owner of Indus Holdings Company, which is a you know, a vertically integrated uh, cannabis company based in Canada. So Brian ends up telling this guy, Rob, oh, hey, check out this protein bar company. Next thing I know, I'm getting a call the next day where this cannabis company wants to acquire my brand. And the only way that that happened was from me going and playing basketball, doing something I love. I meet a guy named Jason. Jason shares the product with a guy named Ledouan. Ledouan shares the product with a guy named Brian. Brian shares the, pr the product with a guy named Rob. Next thing I know, I have somebody that wants to buy not just, you know, uh, inventory, but he wants to buy the whole entire company. And this changed my life. And I ended up actually moving to Puerto Rico and expanding my network through those two guys. So um, that's just one example. It might have been kind of hard to follow, but uh, that's one example about taprooting and how you can get layers deep within other people's networks to find the right people. So well said, Roddy. I, that story, yes, hard to follow, but I could probably, I have already told the story of how I got the current job I have now. It was just like a circuitous path from meeting one person to the next to the next. I won't bore you with the details, but I want to point, I want to dive in on a few different things you said. One is, I think maybe the most critical element of this entire thing is doing something that you're passionate or curious about, or at least the way I've looked at it in the past is like being able to tell your story authentically. Like if someone asks you, Hey, what are you up to? Like actually telling them, Hey, I'm, I'm working on this, or I'm uh, getting better at this sport, or I'm starting a podcast, like saying something that's a little bit, uh, maybe it's not what you're doing professionally. It's like more about what you're interested in. It could open a door. Like just last weekend, I was on a bike ride with some guy, uh, well, 20 dudes. And one of the guys, um, he ended up, we ended up starting to chat. I gave him some shreddables actually. And he was so fired up about shreddables. He was like, yeah, I own an ad agency and I've done work with Cliff Bar. And, you know, I think there's a ton of opportunity in this space. And just from like basically putting it out there and not, uh, I guess, not being jaded, not, not being negative about the chance to just like meet someone who might be aligned with what you're doing. And I think that's like a big thing uh, that I've dealt with is like, oh, maybe I'm imposing or reaching back out to someone I haven't talked to in a while and maybe they don't want to hear from me, shutting those negative thoughts out and just saying, yeah, you know, my buddy started this company. I'm super excited about it. it, it it's a, uh, the energy, the, when you're vibrating at that level, like you said, um, it, it, it's, it's huge. So 
couple thoughts on that. Um, and then the other thing I wanted to say was like around those professional networking groups. I also joined one of those. It's called BNI when I was in college. So I would go like 7.30 a.m. down to uh, South Lake Union by the Space Needle here in Seattle. And I would, as a photographer, market myself and sit in these meetings with 20 to 30 people, basically going around the room. Everyone gets 30 to 60 seconds to give their little marketing spiel. I would say I'm Kyle Huber. I'm a photographer. I specialize in portraits, events, and video and uh, you know, capture the moment with Kyle Huber photography, you'd have a little tagline. And one of the biggest lessons that I learned in that uh, maybe eight months in that networking group was what you're talking about. It's I didn't hear the term tap rooting, but it's selling through the people's networks that you're in the room with. You're not pitching the person you're talking to. You're actually giving them information so that they can share it with the next layer with someone who's not in the room, those 150 to 200 people that we all know pretty well. Um, and I've gotten a ton of clients from that and um, a lot of work and stuff like that. So yeah, just echoing the value of not trying to, and it also takes the pressure off um, of the conversation that you're having now, because when you're on the basketball court, just talking with Jason or whoever, it's like, you're just talking as friends. But if you walked into his office and said, hey, can I have 10 minutes to pitch you this idea? He'd be like, dude, get out of here, you know? So the context is huge and understanding that the concept of tap rooting, um, I just used concept twice there, but yeah, uh, love it all, man. I'm, I'm learning from you as well in this conversation. What, um, yeah, yeah go ahead. What you said about just like putting yourself out there, because I think people usually make things much bigger in their head than it really is. And, and when they're going to talk about something that's not you know, necessarily normal, uh, like, oh, I'm starting this thing, or I'm getting into this or that, or but you don't have much to show for it yet. If you just let go of that fear, and you actually start to embrace rejection, you're going to become more successful. Because both of both, both success and rejection are both temporary. So if you go and you want to talk to somebody about something, but you're not sure what they're going to say, just fucking do it. Because if you don't do it, you're you know you may have missed out on one of the best opportunities you could have had and if you get rejected you are literally in the exact same place that you were before you went and did that but now you're actually just more comfortable with getting rejected because you're like oh that wasn't so bad i just didn't get the result i wanted but maybe something else could have uh you know came out of it so i think what you said just kind of letting go um don't be afraid like your fear of looking stupid can honestly block all of your opportunities. So Crazy. just getting rid of that, um, you know, because sometimes one of my favorite quotes is ignorance on fire can be better than knowledge on ice. So someone might not be an expert at what they're doing, but if they're fired up about it and they're going and they're talking to people about it, that's going to be a lot more effective than somebody who knows all the answers, who has all the expertise, but that little voice in their head is not even allowing them to get out there and go do it. So let go of that fear of looking stupid and you'll be, you know, amazed at what doors can open for you. One, but uh, I was in college at some point, I think it was sophomore year, this drunk guy after a football game stumbled into our dorm room and he was like, I used to live in this dorm and telling us all these stories. And he said the number one key to his success, this, this hit me, this, I didn't know this concept at the time, but he said, basically projecting your own success and part of that is surrounding yourself with people that believe in you. And so what you said earlier about cutting out those who don't, that's huge because if people are around you and they say, oh, Roddy, that guy's successful, 
you're still early in your path and there's so much more, like the ceiling is way higher than where you're at now. Those people are going to lift you up and bring you along with them if they see the potential in you, especially if you're you're truly passionate, curious, and they like understand why you do what you do. I think it's always like, it's always hard for me because I was on this business path. I was, I had a tech consulting internship and I was always like, ah, I don't really know what I want to do. And you just, the, the conversations kind of fizzle out and the chances are that there's not really something that's going to spark between you when you tell someone about what you're working on. And now it seems like every time I talk to someone, it's like, oh, we could work on this. We could collaborate on a video or I'm talking to someone right now about doing a, a kind of like a, a photography podcast pitch to outside magazine, like just stuff that comes out of nowhere because you're doing um, something that you're passionate about again. So Um, One concept, I just want to throw this one in here. Um, Jordan Harbinger, who is a huge proponent of networking, he has an online free networking course called Six Minute Networking. Basically, the concept is you don't need to spend a ton of time maintaining your network. We all have these, what he calls dormant ties, like people that you haven't talked to in years. Maybe you feel like, oh, I lost that relationship and uh, it's just like, I should have kept up with them and I haven't. You feel kind of guilty about it. I don't know. Does that ever happen to you? Yeah, definitely. And you're like, shoot, man, like it's been two years and I haven't talked to that guy that I used to be really good friends with. What Jordan would say is like, reach out to that person. Chances are they're going to be excited to hear about you. And, you know, they were talking about you the other day and they're wondering what you're up to. And you can do that in six minutes every morning by shooting a few text yep. messages to the, to the last couple people at the bottom of your texting thread. Um, and that's a cool, cool resource for sure. And then Jim Quick as yeah, well. Um, Jim Quick. I, I agree. Yeah, go ahead. No, I, I was just saying like, that's one thing that I actually do try and actively do like once a month or whatever. I'll just like, if I have, cause everybody has, you know, a couple hours of free time um, here and there. And so sometimes if I'm not doing anything, I'll just think about people that I care about that I haven't spoke to in a while and I'll just call them up. And that is actually a lot more powerful then you know, because you never know what someone else is going through, good or bad, that could influence your own life. And just, you know, that energy of caring and genuinely listening to somebody else is empowering on both ends. Do you ever battle this concept of, oh, that person can't really do anything for me? It's like a really, it's a negative kind of thing. But I think a lot of people are like, oh, I need to be networking with people in my industry that are going to allow me to get to the next level. If like, if you're in Hollywood, you're trying to find the the senior producer that can bring you on. I see tons of that. um, And I think it's kind of sad and ingenuine. And my mom always instilled in me at a young age to, you know, just treat everybody with respect and love and that you never know what someone else is going through and what you could provide to them and what they could provide to you. So for me, like I love to network on very, very far on both ends of the spectrum. Cause like I live in Puerto Rico and you know, I don't, I don't stay like in, in Puerto Rico, there's an area called Dorado where all of the super wealthy people live. Um, and then outside the gates of Dorado, it's like very, very ghetto. You know, it's, it's the street life. There's, freaking street dogs and cats running around it's a little dangerous the roads all have holes in it or whatever and i personally choose to live like with you know the people of puerto rico in in these streets and understand their culture because even though i can network with these billionaires in dorado i think it's equally as important to 
network from people on the other end and learn about culture and hard work and just a different way of life because then you're able to kind of bridge that gap between the two worlds and, and find solutions for, you know, the other side that maybe you can then connect with the higher end network that you do have. Um, so I think it's very important, but I do see what you mean. Like, I think a lot of people would be like, oh, what is this person going to do for me? And start, start changing that conversation in your head. So what can you offer to people? So stop, you know, I think a lot of people are just always looking for a handout or a way to move forward. But what are you, you got to ask yourself, what are you bringing a value to the table to others? Um, and I think once you figure out a way to, and whether, and that can be very simple. It can be just, oh, I'm a happy guy. So I make people feel good around me. That's something that's very important. And, or I'm funny or I'm goofy or, you know, I'm smart. Whatever it is that you think that is valuable that you can bring to the table, start trying to expand that into your network and into others. And then the higher end people are going to want you around because you're not trying to suck off them. You're actually doing something that's providing them value in a way. A couple people come to mind when I think about um, there's like three people in my life that I have zero professional connection to, but I would consider them mentors in a way and people that I I talk to semi-regularly a few times a year. And I think one of the best benefits, and these are are all actually older guys, um, 50 to 70, 50 to 80 years old guys. So... I'm getting a perspective that's so different when I talk to them than when I talk to, let's say, my buddy who lives across the city who's got a, a job in finance. And yeah, we can, um, you know, kind of vibrate off like this ambition and this energy that we have and talk to each other and share perspective. But I learn so much more from the people that are um, have that have had way different paths than me. For example, my buddy Joel lives up in Calgary and he works with the Blackfoot Uh, First Nation people up there. And he opened my eyes to just being more aware of our relationship to the land, especially when we're recreating, riding our bikes, just running and surfing or whatever in the in the ocean. And he opened my eyes to think about, like, what is your deeper connection? Are you just coming to this place just to rip your mountain bike through and not put any intention or appreciation or gratitude into the soil, the trail, the people who built the trail, the the people who lived and cared for these lands to, to keep them in pristine quality. And that has shifted my entire perspective as a human being to be more empathetic in some way. And I'm um, not naturally like that. So I think what you're saying, getting different perspectives is huge. How do you, net, to take it a different direction, how do you network in Puerto Rico? Like outside? Like- um, I'll be honest. I'm like one of the friendliest people ever. So you, I've lived in probably 15 different cities by now, like major places, you know, Chicago, Atlanta, New York, Miami, uh, you know, West Palm Beach, Seattle, Los Angeles, San Diego, um, Las Vegas. I've lived in a lot of different areas where, when I moved there, I didn't know anybody. So, you know, just not feeling weird about just going out and experiencing things. Mm. So this is where it comes back to doing things that you enjoy doing because then you're going to just naturally meet the people that you should be around. So um, that's one thing is I think just going out, putting yourself out there. Like in Puerto Rico, 
I have tons of Puerto Rican friends, people that are locals and, and whatnot. And they don't really, you know, and at first they think of me as like, oh, who's this gringo on the island, whatever. Two but minutes. once they actually, you know, you stay open I and you get to know them, then next Sorry. thing you know, you're going to be accepted into their culture and, and you're going to learn a lot. Uh, and, and it's going to be fun. So I would say just putting yourself out there. Don't be afraid to do things by yourself. You know, go get a gym membership. Go paddle boarding. Go hiking. Go just think of fun things that you can do to get outside of your current bubble. And uh, you're just naturally going to meet more and more people. Do you ever uh, ask for informational interviews? That was always something that they told us in college. Like, it's the easiest way to talk to somebody is just to say, hey, can I have 10 or 15 minutes to pick your brain and get some insights rather than ask for like, hey, I want a job or I want... Uh, something else do you ever take that approach um i usually not quite i would say i more so just kind of like strike up random conversations with people and i feel like if you're if you got some good energy and good vibes and you say you know for me it's more like oh hey what's something fun to do around here and then they'll be like oh you should go to charcoal azul which is like this cave in a river and then next you know they start talking about it and then they start talking about their stories and you sit there and listen and then you can say, oh, okay, great. I would love it if you take me there sometime. You know what I mean? That, that for me, has always worked pretty well about just like finding people that like to do what you do and then just inviting them to go do it. Um, and oftentimes, you know, they will because it's like it's fun for both people. So and it's a great way to get to know somebody on a deeper level. Um, and I also think just giving um, relationships time to really curate and develop um, without ever expecting anything in return. Um, cause you should never meet someone off the basis of like, Oh, this guy is famous or, Oh, he's rich or, Oh, he could get me here in life. That's going to immediately give off a negative energy that's going to turn that person away. So even if someone can do something positive for your life, I think just being a genuine friend and just being somebody that's, you know, going to be a positive person for them, whether you can do anything for them or not, is going to come back and, you know, give you, uh, future gifts. I mean, a lot of my greatest network, uh, like a lot of people that I know that are of the highest level and whatnot, I've never asked them for anything. And that's why they like to hang out with me. And that's why they want my project. Cause it's like, I'm not sitting there being like, Oh, what can I get from this person? It's more so, you know, like famous people or rich people, whatever, they always have people looking for handouts. So if you can be the person that is genuinely trying to get to know them and understand them and, and offer something to them that they don't normally get, whether it's just friendship or advice or a, a workout plan, a diet, whatever it is. I think just having the uh, mindset of letting things develop because eventually it's all going to come full circle. And that's one thing that I've really noticed, especially lately is, a lot of these relationships that I've been um, developing over the years are now starting to come full circle for business because um, like w one example is uh, at the same exact basketball court that I met Jason, I had met this other guy and he was a financial advisor. He was a pretty good ball player. And he, he just asked me, uh, you know, after we were done playing ball one day, he's like, Oh, what do you do? Um, have you ever sat down with like a financial consultant or whatever? And I was like, no, I haven't. So he, he set up a little, you know, a little coffee date for us and we met up and he started to talk to me about, you know, finances and this and that. And I really got the idea that he was trying to get money from me. 
And so at first I was kind of like, ah, oh, dude, you know, whatever. I started to kind of write him off. But then the one thing that I did get out of that is he said, oh, you know, you should meet my friend Ben. And this was over three years ago. And so I ended up linking up with his friend Ben. Ben had this big facility in San Diego where they were doing a bunch of projects. Uh, me and Ben didn't start working together right away. We were just straight up friends. And so me and Ben had become friends over the last three years. I don't even remember the name of the dude that introduced me to him because that guy was literally just trying to get money from me. But something positive came out of it because now Ben is actually my business partner on the manufacturing side. And so now my company is vertically integrated with research and development, production, manufacturing, full scale, everything. Um, just from somebody that I had met playing basketball at the exact same gym. So that's like a good example of maybe the first contact that you made wasn't the right one. But if you're genuine and positive and open, it could lead to something great. I love that story. And if you didn't, you know, if I hadn't heard, you know, three different stories on this podcast and so many others just in my own life and with people around me that it's like, it sounds kind of crazy, these coincidental like how you meet one guy playing basketball and it ends up being someone that helps sell your company or the story that you just told they're not like rare stories these things happen all the time exactly yeah and i think just opening your mind up to the to the idea of like things like that can happen mm -hmm. it kind of puts you in like a flow state when you are networking um so it can be pretty incredible and i, and I think learning how to leverage your network not in like a selfish way but once you build your network okay that you know because everybody knows that one guy that's like oh he knows everybody but what is he really doing with that you know is he is he doing something positive with his network is he changing you know is he making a difference is he is he creating a positive impact on society through all these powerful people people that you know this person knows i think that's something really important is once you do develop these um genuine friendships and relationships and a solid network, um, learning how to leverage it without coming across as, you know, being selfish is really important. And so for us, for my companies, it was always, it's always been great because I used to do a lot of modeling and most people would think, oh, modeling has nothing to do with business. Right. And so, but for us, it's been great because one of the best ways for us to market our products has been through influencer marketing. So just because I've developed all these friendships with these different influencers, models, actors, or whatever, we're able to organically get tons of eyes on the product um, just by leveraging these friendships and relationships. So once you do have the proper network built out, I think it's important to try and leverage it with what you're trying to do in a very positive way where you're not taking anything away from anybody but you're offering them something good that, you know, they also enjoy. And if it's a true friend, they're going to want to see you succeed. So once you have built out a large successful network, it becomes much easier to navigate projects, solve problems, um, build companies, you know, travel, go on trips, have fun. Mm -hmm. Everything becomes easier once you have built out the right network. And so I think as a young person, most people think they know what they want to do, but they don't really know. They're just being told that from school or whatever, or their parents. Um, so I think one of the most important things as a young person is to just get out there, see as many different ways of life, see as many different people, what they do professionally, 
you know, what different hobbies are available because you might not even know what you want to do because you don't know it. it, You don't even know it exists yet. And if you put yourself out there, you're going to discover different ways of life and, and different things that you could potentially do, or you're going to find problems that you could solve with a business, um, you know, solution. So I think it's super, super important as a young person to really just get out there, be open, um, you know, and build genuine connections and friendships. Roddy, I'm glad we're friends, man. I'm glad we met. Me too. Wait, who, who is it? <laughs> That's funny. Um, but yeah, man, this has been a fantastic conversation. I think we're at a point to start wrapping it up. I actually, look, I don't want to put too much air in your, uh, in your, I don't know what the, what the term is in your parachute or whatever. Um, but I think these concepts are potentially more important than some of the entire semesters of college that I spent learning about networking and the professor would tell you how to do the informational interview and you'd like prepare. We spend so much time preparing for these formal conversations, but we don't think about the importance of what these casual, you know, just sharing what your passionate interactions can lead to. And um, I think that's one of the shortcomings of the educational system. Uh, but that's another side note, man. I just appreciate you sharing the wisdom. You just gotta let go, man. Just let go. Be yourself. Have fun. You know, be open, put yourself out there. Don't worry about being stupid and just, you know, the right things will come. Absolutely. And dig the well before you get thirsty too. Like if, uh, if you're looking for people can sniff it, sniff it out, sense it. If you're looking for a job or if you're maybe like, Oh, I got to pay my rent next month. Like people are going to say, okay, this guy's coming at me with an angle. Whereas if you just are completely open, um, I think I love what you, what you ended on here. Just, just let it go. Beautiful. All right. Thanks for having me, bro. I really appreciate it. I uh, thought this was a great conversation. Yeah, me too, man. We missed you on the podcast. Um, And I know you've been super busy. Yeah. Yeah, I'm back now. Oh, we didn't even mention, uh, you know, missing Matthew today for the first time in a while. Matthew and I do the podcast together almost every time. So, uh, Matthew, if you're listening to this, better be back next week, bro. He missed out. Yeah, I'm sure he would have had some some great takes as always. Um, And yeah, again, man, echo just the appreciation for uh, working together and looking forward to what's coming next, man. All day. Keep it going. All right, Roddy. Till next time, we're at thesymphonyco.com. Definitely get some shreddables and some shroomy if you haven't tried it already. I'm, I'm giving them away to friends. I'm shipping them to different people that I know might be interested. Um, so hit me up if you are interested in that or go straight to the shredablesnutrition.com. We're also on Instagram at the symphony co Roddy till next time we're out of here. Thanks again. Peace. Peace.